0: To you. My name is Fred Oakman, and as always with me today is Mr. Jake Peters. We are PS This Is Awesome, PlayStation Podcast. This is episode 250. This feels like a special episode, Jake. This is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. But before we get on with the show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube. YouTube.com slash PS This is Awesome. You can visit us on Twitter at PS This Is Awesome. And if you want to make fun of our trophy list on the PlayStation Network, you can find me at anchorless underscore eighty one and Mr. Jake Peters at Jakesaw01. And as always, write us you can write us at awesome at gmail.com yeah we have a gmail address so you can just hit it up hit us up there nothing fancy about that and don't forget to share the show with your gamer friends and make sure you leave comments on your podcast platform and rate our podcast and as a reminder we're a video podcast as well so you can watch us if you want ...over on our YouTube channel. So, uh, for new and or long-time listeners, we have a Patreon. So you can support our show for $1 a month in the tiers called A One and Only $1 Club. What you get is you get a free die-cut vinyl sticker and a shout-out on our show. And the stickers are pretty cool. Here's an example of one here. It's in reverse because that's how my camera is, but they're nice vinyl stickers. And uh, if you're so lucky as to me to forget to send you a sticker, maybe I'll send you two. Um, so yeah, it's kind of like rolling the dice on that, but you can find that at Patreon.com/slash PS. This is awesome. With that out of the way, how are you doing today, Jake?
1: I'm pretty good. Kind of sore. I was installing insulation in my attic, which requires a lot of um, not falling through the floor into my fucking house. Yeah so and also not hitting my head off of the rafters yeah while trying to unroll insulation and do all kinds of shit so it's uh it's going good i'm not done yet um turns out i don't have any lights up there so once the sun went down it was impossible for me to fucking do anything so yeah i uh quit doing that but other than that i'm Doing pretty good.
0: How about you? Yeah, man, I'm doing good. It's the weekend. Uh, it's already Saturday evening, somehow. I don't know where the time goes. Well, I know a lot of it was spent me playing games today and being a complete lazy person, but I got a lot done over the week with music and whatnot, and uh, I just needed a day of rest and recovery. I got that today for the most part, but here we are back at it, back in the grind doing a podcast. Yeah, everything's good. Uh, I was feeling kind of motivated today to make some purchases. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I mean, I did get paid on Friday, so like maybe I'm just like, ah, maybe it's time to do a couple things, get a couple things. So, a lot of it's game-related, but I did recently purchase a new tea kettle. Um, we got to get our water softener fixed here at the house, you know, and the listeners know uh, we talk a lot about home renovations and different things. So, I have this water softener, and I think what it is is the float in it, for whatever reason, isn't registering. So, you know, you pour the salt in. We have city water, and... it, it <clears throat> yeah it is necessary because now the water hard, and the city's dumping all this fluoride and different minerals and stuff in our city water so a water softener just kind of will help a little bit with having the the deposits show up in your water right like if you have a coffee maker or whatever use it over and over and over again you got to clean out vinegar and stuff because you get these calcium deposits that just show up in your water they're not harmful or anything mineral deposits and but they they will clog things and over time your pipes and stuff can get screwed up by not having the right uh water. So my water softener's been out of the works. We have a home warranty. It's been out of the works for a while. What happened is is usually when you pour salt in your water softener, the water doesn't ever seem to rise above the salt level, right? For us at least it never did. So I went and checked it about a year and a half ago, and there wasn't, like, a ton of salt in it, but there was a ton of water just sitting in it. And I was like, well, that's not right.
1: So I f- – If your salt's low, the water will be above the salt. Not always, though. Mine never used to be. Oh, so uh, really? Mine was always like that when I lived in Meadville. You never had a problem with it? In it that Not way? really. No, I mean, it was a new water softener. It wasn't even an old one.
0: Interesting. Well maybe I'll give it another try. I I was just worried that it was gonna like
1: overflow. I felt like it wasn't registering the levels, right? I mean if it if it's like up towards the lid, then yeah. I mean I'm talking about like if the salt is low, mm. then the water is above the salt. So the water the well, water it is Well, has is to has like, to salt wet, salt wet, the That's the purpose. Well, it's like, it's like it usually should be you know about if there's no salt in it at all, I'd imagine it would still be like half full or something yeah. like that. I mean
0: because it was up towards the lid. I'm gonna reload it with salt and see what happens. Because we haven't used mm-hmm. it in quite a while and it's causing some issues in the house. Uh, so yeah, I bought a new back to the tea kettle. So I use a tea kettle every morning after or before work, right? And I just throw water in it. It's stainless steel, I just boil water every morning. You know, it's water. What could possibly get into that thing? Well, I, I looked in it recently I don't even look in it i just like put the water and boil it i looked in it and there was like all of like the whole bottom was caked with like deposit and i was like that is kind of gross so I'm, i bought a new tea kettle and uh yeah i don't know so we got to do something so maybe i'll just turn the water softener back on and see what happens
1: that is i mean yeah i mean what's it gonna hurt if, you know i don't know I mean, you could just wash your fucking tea kettle when you're done using that.
0: Yeah, they're kind of a pain, though, because the opening's so small on them. You know what I mean? It's hard to get your hand in there. And, you know, I I have it sitting in Dawn dish soap right now. So I bought a new tea kettle. I'm really excited about that. I also bought some gaming-related stuff and uh, maybe house-related stuff. We have stoneware. We like to use stoneware to cook our... Reheater pizzas on and stuff. And uh, those little plastic scrapers that they come with always get banned or get fucked up somehow. So I bought a, a set of seven for like eight bucks. So I got that coming. But I have some game stuff coming. But yeah, man, it's been a good weekend. Uh, recording vocals for the One of My Land record. I have one song down. Man, I swear it's probably the best song we've written yet. And uh, Troy just sent me a mix. He did some drums and did some guitar parts to the cyberpunk song we're trying to write to submit for cyberpunk, the expansion, the DLC. Um, I will say it's not our greatest work, but it might be good enough. I don't know. But it, needless to say, we'll, we'll put it on the podcast once we find out what happens with it. But um, I'm excited for it. It's just a riff I had written, but uh, I didn't do any vocals yet for it. And uh, that is definitely on my to-do list because we have a uh, – we have a cutoff. It has to be submitted by the 31st, 30th of November. So we're getting close. We're down to like the last 10 days. So I got to figure out how to do some vocals. I'll probably put some distortion on the vocals, do something kind of like that. But, uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a project. But Troy and I uh, have been working so much on the One Up By Land record, we haven't really been able to put a lot of time into this song, this riff that I have for Cyberpunk 2077. For those who don't know, we talked about it on an episode a while back. Uh, CD Projekt Red was looking for... Uh, user submitted songs for the soundtrack for their upcoming DLC um, and uh, if they picked your song you could get 3000 bucks and uh, have your song in a video game which is more important than getting money but both would be cool to be honest uh, so yeah so Troy and I uh, are working together but we're only working over the internet I haven't seen Troy in a while now so I, I mean it's 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 interesting it's not the best work that we could have come up with but it's, uh, we're on a time, we're on a time, uh, time crunch right now. So, cause we've been working on one up by land. So we'll see how that goes. I got to throw some vocals on it somehow. I don't know quite what I'm going to do with it. Um, Jake, you want to come over and scream in a mic for a little bit? I mean, you're welcome to, you know, could <laughs> just, uh, put that on there. Have your voice on a video game. Um, maybe, I mean, they, they probably won't pick it though, to be honest. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's about it, Jake. It's good to talk with you this evening. Like I said, we're recording this Saturday. Uh, Thanksgiving is going to happen before you hear from us again, I think, right? Yeah, it will. So uh, before we get on the show, uh, you know, you guys have a nice Thanksgiving and eat lots of food, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk to you after Thanksgiving, but this is our, I guess, our Thanksgiving episode, and uh, there's nothing thankful about the show, I don't think, but we do get into a little bit of Black Friday stuff here in a little bit, but Jake... Let's just talk about some video games. I will say that this this episode is a little news light. It's a little news light. I looked for some good stories. There's some stories that I, I passed on. I didn't want to really talk about because I don't know a lot about that stuff. But um, it is kind of news light. But uh, we will get into games that we're playing right now. So I'm playing God of War Ragnarok. We talked about it. Early impressions. I don't want to recant anything that I've said on the past episode on 249. I still think this feels like a PS4 or looks and acts, behaves like a PS4 game. However, I do like some of the things. They do some things with this game that they did with the Plague Tale Requiem. And that is you encounter characters and those characters join you on parts of the journey. And uh, I enjoy that not telling you what characters you encounter, not saying who's joining you, or who's not joining you. But they did that in Plague Tale. And then once you kind of got used to this character, characters being in your party, they broke off for whatever reason. Maybe they died. Maybe they decide that they don't like you anymore. Maybe, who knows? But in Plague Tale, they did this. And God of War Ragnarok is showing a little bit more ambition, I think, than the original. I will say that. Um, now that I'm, I think I'm like 18 hours in and I'm doing a lot of the side missions. So the, I don't, I don't want to get into spoiler territory. We'll do a spoiler cast on it. But one thing that I don't know that I, eh, I think the puzzles are good. I, I guess you just don't, I don't know. My issue right now with the game is that. There's just like these little mini battle arenas, right? And you just, you're just fighting things. And it's like they just use that as a catalyst to progress a story, right? Like it's not, even though the combat's amazing, I just don't feel like half the enemies that you get into combat with are coming at you for any other reason than the fact that you're fucking in their neighborhood. Right, like it just feels like you're just kind of encroaching, and like, oh shit, you know, there's something that doesn't belong here. Let's fight them. You know what I mean? And it's just, it's weird. Like, you know, at least with like games, I don't know, a lot of random encounters in this game that are just you just happen on these things. You don't feel like you're being chased down by anything or anybody. Right? There's no immediate threat. There's no like, somebody's coming to get you yet. At least yet. And you're just going to the different locations and you're bumping into baddies. and It's fun. It's fun. I will say I still like the game quite a bit. I have 18 hours in. I, I have been playing Cyberpunk 2077. I will say with the latest patch and playing it on PS5, this game is a gem. It's fucking great. Uh, I'm loving this game a lot right now. I did Street Kid Path and uh, I'm playing a female character. It's kind of fun. And uh, if you haven't played Cyberpunk 2077, uh, wait to get a PS5 and just play that version of it because the haptics, everything, the trigger, the trigger feedback and shit, everything just feels nice. I really like the game, and I've now played two rounds of Call of Duty Warzone 2 because that just dropped. I wanted to kind of get my fingers on that because it's free, and uh, I did purchase PlayStation Extra for like $16, which will take me through May. Um, so I downloaded of all the options I downloaded Wheel of Fortune and I played around a Wheel of Fortune and uh, I deleted it just because I could and uh so I recommend PlayStation extra and I locked in a PS VR2 pre-order and I just picked up another dual sense controller on Amazon for 49.99 and I got the red one, the cosmic red. Um, it was between that and the camouflage I went cosmic red. Um, so, yeah, they're running a Black Friday deal there. We'll talk about that later. So those are all the things. Ghost and Goblins is on sale right now for half off. I'm thinking about buying that, but I don't know if I want to buy it. But, Jake, what are you playing?
1: Um, so I'm playing God of War. I'm about, I don't know, 11 hours in or something like that. Um, and it's still good. I'm still enjoying it. I don't really have a whole lot. Else to say about it. The only other thing that I've really been playing outside of God of War is I've been dabbling in a game called Pentiment. Oh, I saw all stuff
0: about this. Yeah,
1: is a. I mean, it's a it's a Microsoft exclusive game, so it's kind of hard to recommend to the PlayStation audience. However, um, the way that I've been playing it is. Xbox Game Pass has a, a lo- they have a lot of games that are cloud-based mm-hmm. and when you're on when you're on Game Pass like on the Game Pass um cloud app or whatever it'll tell you which games are touchscreen playable Oh really And so I've been just playing it on my phone in bed cuz it's just like an adventure game it's mostly like conversations and you know trying to solve some I haven't really gotten deep into the story yet, but um, there's some kind of a mystery that you have to solve. But the art style is really cool. It's made by I don't know if it's if it was made to, like directly by Obsidian or if Obsidian's like one of their main RPG gurus was just the one that wrote this game. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's got a lot of pedigree behind it. And for those who don't know, Obsidian did like the Outer Worlds. They did. Um, Oh, why am I – oh Fallout New Vegas. Uh, they did uh, South Park, The Stick of Truth, like all just awesome art. They're a really great RPG studio, and so this is like a little kind of side side uh, side project of theirs. But it's like it takes place in like the 15th or 14th century, and you play like this artist, and you're just like running around. I don't know. It's an adventure game. You're trying to do stuff. I think you eventually are trying to solve a murder or something. I'm not really sure. I haven't gotten that far in it. But um, the art style is really cool. It's like – it looks like a painting from that time. Yeah. All of the art. It's it's really, really neat. So I've been dabbling around with that. The one thing that I will say – and I know this is a PlayStation podcast, but – Dude, Microsoft's cloud technology is so much better than PlayStation's. It's fucking embarrassing. They have so
0: much more money.
1: I know, but PlayStation was there first. So it's just it sucks whenever like, you know, Sony kind of is on the bleeding edge of something mm. and then somebody else just does it better. I agree. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a missed opportunity but, for uh, Sony. Yeah, but it's it's cool though. So I've been I've been doing that and uh been playing God of War obviously and so that's pretty much it though for me honestly yeah and and i know you said that peniment was
0: kind of like a side project but let the listeners know that the ratings for this game the reviews are just through the fucking roof they're 10 out of 10 somewhere like people are going nuts about this game so it's it's while it might have been a side project uh it is Really,
1: really kicking ass. So. Uh, Yeah, so it has an 85 on Metacritic right now, which is uh, pretty amazing for this game. I mean, this game is definitely not for everyone. Like I said, it's basically like like a point and click adventure game, essentially. Yeah. But it's just got a really cool art style, really interesting kind of concept, a really interesting time period that we don't see a whole lot of, mm-hmm. with the exception of maybe something like Kingdom Come Deliverance or something like that. Uh, it's it's it has a like the whole game is 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 steeped in like religious concepts and stuff from early Christianity and, you know, Martin Luther and all this kind of stuff, which is, which is really cool. It's like a completely different kind of, uh, you know, game. We don't really see that a lot in video games. If anything, most video games are, they, they, they go out of their way to sort of disparage, Things like religion, whereas like this game, like everyone is religious because it takes place in that time period. It's very authentic in that regard. Kind of like Kingdom Come Deliverance was, where it was just like you go to fucking church, you do your thing, you pay your your dues, you do all this stuff, and everybody talks about it, and it's a part of everybody's life. And uh, whether you're religious or not, it's it's a very neat kind of experience to have in a video game. So. I'm uh and to to be clear, I don't believe that's what this game is about. It's not about religion. It's just that the 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 <laughs> the, the, uh, the atmosphere of the game, the environment, the time period it's that's a part of it. so it's kind of hard to avoid it without being inauthentic, I guess I should say. yeah, so um but yeah, I I, uh, I think it's really cool. It's neat to be able to like lay in bed on my phone and just kind of walk around and and have conversations with people and it's um it's neat it's a, it's a neat little experience it's not something that i'm going to like play through quickly because i'm only, i'm literally only playing it for like 10 20 minutes at a time while i'm like falling asleep but uh it's it's cool and so so if you you know if you're one of the listeners out there that happens to also have an xbox with game pass or whatever this is not a game that I would necessarily. The reason why I did this on my phone is because it's not a game that I would necessarily recommend you play on a console. Because it's a lot of reading. It's ba- it's like any point and click game. It's a lot of reading, a lot of conversation and dialogue and choices and things like that. That don't really lend themselves well to like a controller and a TV that's halfway across the room from you. So, but if you're on your phone in bed or a tablet or something, and you're like you know sitting there, it's like a book. You're kind of reading it. It's uh it's pretty cool. And believe it or not, I actually started – before I before I started Pentamin, I, I tried to play um, the first Danganronpa game because I had never played that and I would heard really good things about it. But there's just a little too much going on with the controls and stuff that it's just not very comfortable on the phone. <clears throat> right. So I decided to switch to uh, to Pentiment. Now, maybe if I had something like a backbone or something like that, it would be a little bit easier to play some of these Jake games. Jake has no backbone. I have no backbone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Exactly. He only has a bone. No, i just kidding. <laughs> I had to say it. Only one. Yeah, only one. Uh, all right. Well, <laughs> let's get into some feedback. And uh, the cool thing is, is even if you're not a patron of the show, you can you can provide feedback. Chances are we'll probably read it. We don't have a lot of feedback that we get. But we do get feedback, and you can do that by writing us at awesome at gmail.com, or go ahead and just leave a comment on our YouTube channel under the video. And uh, Played by Ken is always writing in. He's like the weekly commenter. And, dude, I love I love the interaction. So keep them coming, man. But he indicated that our last show we talked about PSM profiles, and Jake and I talked about our rarest trophies that we ever had so if you want to figure out what a rarest trophies tune in to the last uh, 249 episode 249 and check it out but uh, Played by Ken writes I'd forgotten about PSM profiles so I went and checked what number one ultra rare is apparently it's record what his ultra sorry again when I copy these things I don't copy over well it says uh, apparently it's record number of races matched Rubens I don't know Barrichello's record of 3 322 F1 races 322 F1 races in Grand Turismo Sport sorry 2.61% so congratulations on your ultra rare trophy played by Kenneth. That, that I bet you uh, there are very few people yeah according to this a race 322 times um Grand Tourism Sport. And uh, another interesting trophy, he says, is Exophase. It does a lot similar to PSN Profiles, but can also show you exactly how many hours you have in any game. And you should see which games you have the most hours in. He says, mine is Grand Tourism Sport, 730 hours. A lot of the pandemic was spent playing that. So yeah, dude, that is a fuck ton of time to play Gran Turismo. I'll tell you that. But I've I've not been a stranger to dumping in a ton of time. And you know what? Play by Ken because you've requested it. We're going to do this. We're going to talk about our most time invested games. And I wrote this down. So uh, we have it here on our notes right now. So Jake, how do you want to do this? I don't even know this could probably come as a surprise to you. It's in the show notes. I didn't tell you I was doing this. Yours doesn't surprise me. your hours.
1: So so there I will the, immediately after reading this, I have two sort of kind of initial comments. One is that you play a lot more games than I do.
0: Oh yeah, and- for sure.
1: Two and two is that which is not necessarily a big deal. I just don't have that much time to play, which is unfortunate. But um, I also get sucked into games. I'm, yeah. I get sucked in the gravitation. And I and I and conversely, or uh, uh, on the flip side, I get antsy when I play games for too long. Yeah. So I'm. I used to be able to sit down and play games for like fucking eight hours, but. I get to a point after a couple hours where I'm like, I got to fucking get up and do something.
0: Well, let's be fair. You also do uh, ice hockey in the winter, and I have no winter activities. So all my hours are, like, logged in the
1: wintertime when I'm just hibernating. That's, That's true. The other thing is that I'm pretty sure that this this is not 100 accurate <laughs> but i'm willing to i'm willing to engage in the conversation because i think that it's accurate enough in terms of like the types of games that we play and how many hours we put in yeah so yeah. i think that it's i think that it's an interesting exercise for sure
0: do you want to do just the first five and give honorable mentions to everything afterwards because i put our top 10 each how do you want to do this? Because um, it doesn't need to go on too long, but we should talk about it because it is an interesting episode. Two hundred and fifty, you know, considering we have two hundred and fifty episodes in, you figure at least an hour an episode. We've got well over three hundred hours of content on this podcast, so um, this is a nice yeah, little I,
1: yeah. We can correlation. we can just talk about you know the top five, or even if you've got a specific, we can just go back and forth to just you know, say, ones that we obviously have specific comments we want to talk about on. it. How about we,
0: yeah, let's not go into crazy detail about these games until we get to five. I'll give ten. So
1: here's, here's the first thing that I want to ask you. Yeah. Is how the fuck did you put 240 hours into Dragon Age Inquisition? That's I'm, what I want to know. I did for how sure. Did you, how did you? It's, how is it possible? Dude, like, it I did. Sucks. I'm a hundred percent sure that I did because it
0: came out when PS4 came out. It was my first PS4 game. I think. Um, I remember. Oh just, man, that's
1: so many hours. That, dude, that, I mean, the crafting. I think, I think I had like eighty or ninety hours in that game, and I never finished it. it it's it's a long I fucking game. Putting, I can't imagine putting 240 hours into that game. That's insane. Well, I fucking beat the shit out of it. Uh, I guess. But uh, yeah. Five times over apparently.
0: Yeah. And I I have nothing good to say about it in hindsight. (laughs) Um, We're always ripping on Dragon Age and how I didn't like Inquisition. But yeah, I was surprised with this number. But it brought back uh, fond and kind of uh, nightmarish memories of playing that game because it it did. It drove me fucking crazy. Um, All right. So I'll just start with my number uh, 10. My number 10 yeah. is is Fallout 4 at 100 135 hours. Jake, what's your number 10? Uh, <laughs> it's going to be funny cuz it's so
1: few hours. Time. Dude, what's so what's so like this is this is what's confusing me about this list yeah. because I there are games <laughs> that are not on on my list that I definitely played a lot more hours than this. This is true. Here. It's so a little I don't, wonky of a, a list. So I don't know where they're pulling this data from. Mm-hmm. Like for example, um, so just just to, just to kind of come out and say, like my number ten is Elden Ring at twenty eight point six seven hours. I I know I have a bunch of games that I have more hours than that in that are not on this list. Yeah. So like for example, uh, the so the the original just, Last just Go Ahead. and – I'll just go ahead and say it. The Last of Us Part Two is my number nine at thirty-seven point seven four hours, and I platinumed the first Last of Us, which means you have played I had it through way at least three more years. hours than that. Yeah, and it's not on this list. That's weird. So it's it's pretty interesting. I I, I don't I don't want to disparage the the work that Exophase did on this without knowing how they're doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be that it's like only PS4 games, or it's only like games um, that actually track your hours. Or it could be that, or it could be, like, based on uh, when you achieved your first and last trophy, or it, th- there could be a number of things that, like, that are, are technically accurate based on yeah. how they're doing it, but maybe not necessarily accurate in terms of uh, total yeah. hours played, because I don't know how they're tracking it. It's kind of, kind of interesting. It does
0: seem like there might be a gap here and there for you, for sure. Now, mine, mine I will say... Looks pretty damn accurate. Although I'm surprised there's
1: no, there's no Uncharted in my list. I've platinumed all the Uncharted, and yeah, but even even platinuming one of those Uncharted games is not going to take you.
0: Well, yeah, as far as the amount of time hours. that I have, <laughs> my number ten is 135 <laughs> hours. So yeah, all right, well we'll go number nine for me is Battlefield Four, 137 hours.
1: Just fucking you you played a lot of online with that one. I fucking you? loved it. It was so good. Yeah, I was so good at it. Go ahead. Yeah, so so I already said that my number nine is is The Last of Us. So I just jump ahead and say that my next one is Cyberpunk. It's funny how all the games on my list are like recent games. I don't understand <laughs> how because I've played less games than ever, other than uh, number uh, one and two, which are more which are older games. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. anyway. um number eight for yeah you. so cyberpunk I played 42 ish hours mm-hmm. which is I think is accurate based on my save data for the game mm-hmm. and um, the game is so good I mean I could probably easily jump back in there and put a few more hours in it I did all of the side quests that I actually like really cared about doing. But uh there's a ton of stuff that I didn't do in there that I could have done. Like all of the um like the cyber psychos, I could have done all of the yeah. um like the the night city police department things mm-hmm. and I could have done a bunch of other stuff. All the uh oh, all of the um the contracts. They're not called contracts though. What are they called? They're called gigs, I think. Yeah, gigs, yeah. Um and uh, so, but there's so there's a ton of shit in that game you can do, like buying all, getting all the cars. That's oh god, thing you there's do. so many cars. Uh, um, but I really enjoyed my time with it, and honestly, after watching the anime and being so enthralled with the anime and kind of the theme of it, I kind of wanted to jump back in and do the cyberpsycho missions because, you know, this is, I guess, technically a minor spoiler, but the the anime really centers around the idea of cyberpsychosis. And so um, that's kind of like the theme of mm-hmm. the anime. So after I watched the anime, I was like, man, I would really kind of like to jump back into the game and play those missions with kind of like a new perspective. Because yeah. in the game, it was cool, but like the, the person that was con- like contracting you to do this didn't really give you like a good – in my opinion, they didn't really sell like the the necessity for it. Very well. It was just like you know a I mean? boss. Like the, you, there's a boss you got to take out, right? They didn't make you care. I guess is what I'm about saying. about the people that had cyber about psychosis. the about the people with cyber psychosis. She's just like, oh well, you know, nobody thinks they can be helped, but I think they can be helped, and that's like the whole bit of it. And it's like, okay, well, I, ki- maybe I think if I, knew I killed more, every single cyber psycho. You didn't you didn't knock them out. No, I think I killed you didn't every single non-lethal one non-lethal them. I th- like the whole point like the whole point of doing it is to do it non-lethal because yeah. I think there's like a benefit to doing it. Yeah, but it is generally. a lot harder. You have to but my understanding is that like you can either get like a really powerful non-lethal melee weapon or you can level up like crazy your melee your um hand to hand and get like the gorilla arms attachment. And just fucking beat the shit out of everyone. My brother was telling me that when he played the game, that was like that was how he won all of those boxing matches. Because that's another kind of like story Some arc is really, doing like really all the hard. boxing matches. Yeah. And he said that like the way that you win that is just fucking level up the gorilla arms like all the way and you just beat the shit out of everybody. That's <laughs> which, funny. Is, which is which is awesome because the game lets you do that because that's kind of the whole point of, you know, Night City and yeah. Cyberpunk. It's cool. Cool. Well,
0: my my number eight is
1: uh, I platinum this game MLB the
0: Show twenty twenty one and with the help of LJ another listener, we had to spam one of the the online things. I had to walk, or walk so many people in a row or something. And, and it was just like there was no fucking way I was going to do that naturally. So I did have to cheese that platinum a little bit. But not an easy platinum to get. I love the game. You know, I'm a big baseball fan. Speaking of LJ, uh, on Discord here it says that he's currently playing God of War Ragnarok. So I'd be curious to hear what he thinks of the game as well. Jake, what's your number seven? Uh, 166 um, hours. MLB The Show 2021. Go.
1: So uh, the one thing I did want to say just real quick before we move on is that I fucking hate trophies like that. That you have to like – the only way to practically get them is to spam them because like, like for example, I think of the trophy for um, – uh, in the original Ratchet and Clank, yeah. there was a trophy for collecting a million bolts mm. and the only practical way to do it was to um, exploit a glitch in the game. I remember this, yeah. To get to get a million, you like literally had to do this. You had to like walk, like go through a wall and like get onto the fucking hoverboard track. Yeah. Like when you're not in the hoverboard race, and then you walk under this area, this like this set of boxes, and as long as you're not looking at them, but you use like the the cannon that like that like sucks things up, yeah. it'll break the boxes and the bolts will just fall indefinitely because it's a glitch in the game. And you literally have to sit there for hours, letting your thing yeah. just suck up the bolts in order to get a million bolts. It's like fucking <laughs> it's insanity. Insane. Um, I, but I just I wish that like like there are some trophies that are just unnecessary. Like it's one thing if it's just hard to do. It's another thing to just like be tedious and make it like the only practical way to do it to kind of hack the game. Which is if you if you value annoying, your time, sometimes yeah, you gotta hack it. All I right. guess that's I guess that's true. Like, but who's gonna fucking play the first ratchet and clank for? You'd have to play for like a hundred hours to do it naturally. Yeah, which is like insane to me. Yeah, it's not really anyway. a reasonable thing. Yeah, but anyway, um, what's your seven? So my number seven is Returnal at forty two point four hours. Okay, and I will say that I was I was hot and cold on Returnal before the game came out. Until so finally I was just like – because I am not a roguelike person. But Returnal is so fucking fun to play that I just got hooked on it and I had to beat it. And like once I beat it, I found out that like I didn't have the true ending and I had to go back and like essentially beat the game again it's to get that. the true ending because there's I hate like these – games that do that. Well, I mean, I it, it's it wasn't like fucking nier automata though, where you have to like literally play the whole story three times in a row. It was once you once you get like to the the end of returnal, you can beat the game in like forty five minutes. Yeah. It's not like it's a big deal. You just have to find the like moon pieces or whatever the fuck they are, the sun pieces to get the 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 key, the the car keys, and then yeah, yeah it just basically unlocks like the the final cinematic. Or Fair whatever. Enough. But, um, so Returnal. Yeah, but that game, that game is so fun. The shooting is so responsive. I like, they have a, they have like a tower, um, or like a, like an endless dungeon kind of mode for it, like a high score mode for it now, which is so cool because it is House Mark and that's kind of their bread and butter. Um, I haven't gone back and, and played that though. I, I just, I put my time in. I considered getting the platinum, and I'm like close enough that it could be kind of worthwhile to do. But there's too much RNG required to get the platinum in this, and I hate – just like those other trophies. I don't want to have to like play a level over and over and over again and hope this thing drops that I need. Right. So like it, it's – that part of it is super annoying. Plus, I've been out of it so long that I'm pretty sure if I tried to get back into it, I would suck at the game because yeah. it is one of those – it's like one of those arcade games that you have to like – Practice to be good at it.
0: I get it, but uh, you know, another it's game still, I'm surprised that it. that you don't have on here is Resogun
1: because like you played yep. the shit out of that game. I have a shitload of Resogun. Y- yeah, Your I guess. I guess must that
0: be messed up or something because mine looks legit. Like this, this honestly, my list looks like it's totally believable. Um, sure, I don't know. That's weird. Okay, number six for me: Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain at 183 hours. How did you play it for that long? Were you doing the multiplayer? I played it a little bit, but man, I just... I fucking every nook and cranny in this game. I was everywhere in this
1: game. Oh, map, you just... Base building. You just, the whole, you just cleared it out, huh?
0: Yeah, dude. This game was so good. It was so good. But the ending was like garbage. And it,
1: Because the game wasn't
0: done. We didn't yeah. get the ending we deserved. And uh, did you ever Snake look deserved up,
1: a better ending. Did you ever look up the... Um, they they someone posted yeah. leaked on some YouTube, of those like cinematics the cinematics that got dropped. Yeah, Act Three cinematics. They were so with good. Like Liquid Where and all that. Fuck, man! This game was was so
0: so close to being a masterpiece.
1: I maintain that the two of the trailers, two of the trailers for this game. <laughs> are in my opinion two of the best video game trailers ever made. Yeah, and it's like one of those things where it's like you realize how much Kojima loves film. Whenever you play one of his games or like see the trailers that he directs for, is like, because he personally directs the trailers for every game he puts out? Because like he wants them to be cinematic and like tell a story and but not give anything away. And specifically, the trailer for. My favorite trailer for Metal Gear Solid 5 is the one with Quiet's theme where it starts with uh, Metal Gear Solid and literally goes through all of the games until it gets to Metal Gear Solid 5 and like there's a point like at the beginning where he where he it's like Snake from PlayStation 1 uh, climbing up over this cliff, and he like crouches and he goes to lift up his night vision goggles, and there's like a flash, and it's like the PS4 fucking version. It's so of So
0: good!
1: It's like it's so cool. And the other one is the um, just real quick is the trailer with that that garbage song. Yeah, uh, I forget. What is it's so called. good. So, anyway, some of the scenes in like, that game, but that is a, that is a really good game. I really am really upset that they didn't uh, that they Dude, didn't the beginning
0: finish. of that game when you're in the fucking hospital. So good. And you're all bandaged up and shit and you're in the fucking gown.
1: It's so good. Dude, I know that they'll probably never do this, but if Kojima and Konami could somehow like get along. Like get along enough to where they could just finish and release Act Three of Metal Gear Solid 5 as like this special edition new thing that has like everything. Yeah. Dude the world would fucking implode. The gaming people would be so stoked about that. They would yeah. make so much money. I mean, I'd buy the game again. If like I'd pay fucking $70 for that game again if it, if if, it was if, if properly it had that. ended.
0: Yeah. Give us a third X. It's
1: so that game is that game is so good. I mean, I I the stealth was wasn't... so
0: good in that game. I I will say this Another video I want to do for us is our most watched YouTube videos on our channel, which is hilarious. I want to say either the most watched video I've ever posted on our YouTube channel or the second most watched. I titled it Best Box Kill Metal Gear Solid 5. And it's literally me just in a box. And I pop out. It's like a fucking 40-second video. And I just shoot some guy in the head. And maybe I take, I take a guy like hostage and kill a guy. And, like, the video starts, there's no, nothing special about it, and it's over. It has, like, 40-some thousand views or some shit. Like, it's insane. And then the, o- the other video that has the most most views is uh, it's titled How to Use the Zipline in Metro Exodus. And I literally just walk up to a <laughs> zipline and click, and I go down it, and that's the video. And it has so many fucking views. And it's like, if, so yeah, if only we could get that many people to watch our freaking podcast.
1: Um, it shows you how... Attention wow, spans, uh, yeah. Just like how modern YouTube viewers consume use the platform, yeah. They just consume
0: <laughs> short, short-run videos. Anyways, I don't know if the forty thousand numbers right. It might be way more. It might be a hundred some thousand. I don't know how. It's ridiculous how many. I, I'm just spitballing, but yeah, it has a ton, fuck ton of watches. The the Metal Gear Solid Five one. Um, Jake, what did you have for uh, number six?
1: So number six is Far Cry Six, which I just played oh wait I this missed one year.
0: I was supposed to give miss? you number seven. Oh the di- yeah yeah
1: the I division. won't go into it.
0: My number seven was the Division with 177 hours, and that was an online I mean, you're game. Talk
1: about the Division later too. So yeah. Um. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Far Cry Six is really good. I. I'm pretty sure I played Far Cry 5 for more hours than Far Cry 6. But I personally like the themes of Far Cry 5 a lot more than Far Cry 6. Mm -hmm. But I did really enjoy playing Far Cry 6. It was a lot of fun. And it's, I mean, I don't know what there is to say. It's a Far Cry game. It is what it is. Open world, you know, just taking over bases and outposts and doing open-worldy kind of missions and treasure hunts and shit like that and, like, getting attacked by tigers and all kinds of dumb shit. And it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. I think that the story in the game, the ending of the story was just like, wh- wh- what? It, like, mm-hmm. it, it, it was one of those um, kind of... I don't know. I felt like the story fell flat in that game. Mm -hmm. But uh, other than that, the game played really well. It was really fun. I really enjoyed it. So, yeah, that's all I have to say. I played it for uh, 50 hours.
0: Very good. I looked up the data on those videos. So the MidiGear Solid Five video is called Best Cardboard Box Takedown. It's two minutes long. It has 13,765 views. So 40 was a little bit of an over-exaggeration. The (laughs) second best... Video which just passed, it just passed. It um, is using the zipline metro Exodus with thirteen thousand nine hundred forty six views. <laughs> it's twenty five seconds Jeez, long. That's so funny. Twenty five fucking seconds. All right. My number five is The Last of Us Remastered. One hundred eighty four hours. This game is a no brainer.
1: Fucking. How did you play this for that long,
0: dude? I've because I've played it over and over again. Anytime I
1: play The Last of Us, I probably play it once a year. Yeah, but even still like if you take your time, a run through is 18 hours on that. There's no way you fucking played the game 10 times. Oh,
0: I probably have. Really? I've played it a the fuck remastered time. version? I've played it
1: so many times. Wow. I, I mean, that's that's kind of wild if you have cuz I mean, I platinumed the first one and replayed it again on the second one. I
0: always play it about once a year and it's been out for what How long has the remaster been out for? Like, 10 years.
1: Yeah. I'm pretty well pretty next year. I guess it's been out re, – the remastered edition has been out for like coming on nine years now. Yeah. So. That's probably about right. It came out in 2014, so that's pretty impressive, honestly. Yeah. Jake, what's your number five? Uh, Number five. This is, is going to bring back what we need to do here. Mass Effect 2 Legendary Edition at 53.75 hours. Technically, I have probably double that because I played this game once before this. So if you want to count total time playing Mass Effect 2, it's probably closer to 100 hours. But, um, yeah, great game. Honestly, probably one of the best games ever made. But, uh, you know, it's it's Mass Effect. We need to do our little spoiler cast on it because... Um, this is
0: the world telling us. This is like the stars aligning and be like, "Fucking do it." Yeah, we
1: need to just do it. I know we said we were going to do it mm-hmm. and we I and I really do want to play Mass Effect 3 as well. Yeah, same. But at this point, I'm at this point I'm going to have to go back and watch like some you and me fucking both. shit about it cuz cuz I it's been so long. I think we notes played in it in phone. like June or July. Yeah. Um so, but yeah, Mass Effect 2, amazing game. Recommend it to everybody.
0: All right, number 4. Is the original Destiny 201 hours that was surprising to me.
1: Well, you were doing when Crucible, with I was the first doing Destiny. You were, I was gonna say, you were doing online matches a lot,
0: yeah. I got really like, good at it, matches, and then I just quit. <laughs> yeah, I think I, when I, they um, released
1: ex, the expansion
0: for Destiny or something, like I was like, I'm out, like I got screwed on the vanilla copy, like I'm done, you know, I'm not yeah. doing it anymore. That's when I quit. They almost
1: had me. Dude, Destiny 2 is so much better than Destiny 1. Yeah. And I mean just – where the game is right now is just – it's really good but it's its really kind of hard to yeah. be like a new person. I, I think this new Lightfall or whatever this new expansion is that they're coming out with next year is going to have like a, a way, like some kind of a mode or something. To, to bring new users new players into the game so that they can understand the story and what's going on it's the problem with a lot of right these now games it's pretty insane that they have
0: like a, a rolling update is that if you're not in from the ground from the ground floor like some some of these games are just so difficult to ju- even like a game like the division two or the division like these games that are games as a service are just like they're so
1: tough to just jump in. eight or nine you know with the destiny you've got eight years of Content churn and updates and tweaks and changes and expansions and all kinds of shit. So yeah. yeah, it's it's pretty wild. All right, what's your number four, Jake? So my number four is Ghost of Tsushima, Tsushima, however you want to say it. And uh, this game was awesome. I I really think that this was a great, a really great, fresh new IP. Yeah. The last couple of brand-new IP that Sony has come out with have just been fucking bangers. I mean Ghost of Tsushima and Horizon both are just knocking it out of the park. And clearly Sucker Punch is probably working on Ghost of Tsushima too, and so we can probably look forward to that, although we don't really actually know anything. Um, They also did that like online mode called Legends or something like that. Yeah, i got into that for a little bit. Apparently it was really good. Real good. And so I'm really interested to see if you know they'll try to make one of their live service games be kind of like a version of that. Sort of like they were – there's kind of rumors of them doing a, a version mm-hmm. of uh, Horizon like that as well and obviously factions and some other stuff. But um, anyway, as far as goes, Sushima goes, it's uh, – I really enjoyed it. I love how seriously they took like the samurai movie aesthetic even down to giving you the option of, of – using the Kurosawa filter, which is – for those of you that don't know, Kurosawa was uh, was like – is like the OG for Japanese samurai movies. So like if you are like into the classic samurai films, you've probably seen a Kurosawa film. And like the look of them is so iconic that they made a mode in Ghost of Tsushima – that is uh that that has a filter on it that looks like a kurosawa film and i've always thought that it would be cool to go back and replay this game at least in part with the kurosawa filter on and play it in japanese
0: yeah i think it would
1: just be super cool just aesthetically to try that out and from what i understand a lot of people played it that way and really liked it so very cool but anyway you know samurai film ninja film or, or game Plays a ninja, plays a samurai. Those are like their their two kind of good and evil path, if you want to say it that way. Um, But uh, all said and done, great game. Especially loved like the duels. The duels were so fucking cool in that game.
0: Can't really go wrong with Ghost of Tsushima. What a freaking classic already. It was made to be a classic. Um, That's that's what I can get behind for sure. Uh, My number three is The the Division 2 for 211 hours. This game was fantastic. This game was so good. And uh, I'm kind of disappointed to see the way that Heartland visually appeal, like, uh, is appearing to shape up. Like, it, it doesn't look like it has the same spirit behind it, like the same energy, the same development team. I, I know it, it's the Division One and the Division Two were very special games, and we're lucky to have had them. If you got into it, I mean they were really really good. Eh, they could have done some stuff differently maybe, you know. And I know the community was very very vocal about these games when, you know, very very opinionated about what the developers should have done or shouldn't have done or what they need the changes they need to make about stats. It's very much about like it's an RPG for sure, like stat building uh, decking, you know, suiting your character up, and and all these different things, and you know, man, people would find ways to exploit so many of the stats in this game, and just the developers really had a run for their money. Gamers really kept them on their toes, and uh, they're constantly updating this game to, to make sure that the gamers had the best experience they could have. But I want to say some of this community for the division where. The Division 2 is very well and strong still, but some of it, some of the community, I think, was kind of poisonous in a way. Um, You know, maybe the game itself lends itself to that because of the dark zone and
1: like... Dude, the dark zone is fucking brutal. That was like the one thing that I played it and I was like, nope, not for me. Can't do it. Not doing it. Won't do it. It's just the whole... The whole concept of the Dark Zone is fucking ganking people. Like it's just – that's the whole concept behind it. And there's very few – very very rarely unless you have a private party is there camaraderie in the Dark
0: Zone. You can zone. never go solo in the Dark Zone. You're just never going to find yeah. anyone that's going to help you.
1: Yeah, you're just gonna get. Some, you're gonna find a bunch of shit, then someone's gonna kill the shit out of you, steal it all, and and take your extraction. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it's uh. So the division, yeah,
0: So the division itself is an online game. It's a multiplayer game. You can play it by yourself, play the story through by yourself, level up by yourself, um, or you can do it with just people that you find out and about on the streets, right, and form up, squad up, and do these uh story missions um as you level your character, but. There's a whole separate multiplayer zone called the Dark Zone, and essentially it's just like uninhabited, uh, in- uninhabited um, areas of the city or the map. That it's just the wild fucking west, but there's really good drops out there, and the stuff that you find out there you can take back in into the regular zone, but you have to extract it. So you fire off a flare. Let's say you kill like a big boss in the Dark Zone, and you got his fucking drop, and you're racing and you shoot off a flare and you get hunkered down and you're waiting for the copter to come to, to attach your 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 you know what your loot to the thing so it extra- it extracts it and then it's yours to keep it's not yours to keep until you get it out of the dark zone so anytime anyone in the dark zone sees that fucking flare go up it's just like gloves are off everyone just it's mob rule like everyone just goes and uh yeah, it's fucking brutal, man. Because people are really specked out in the dark zone. And they get their rocks off by just fucking with people. And it's like, god damn, this sucks. But when you troll a troll, it's it's a really great feeling. But it's it's high stakes. It's really fun. It'll get your blood pumping. But I like The Division and The Division 2 just for their story
1: alone. And just I love to do them on my own, man. They're, they're great games. They're really fun. I played The Division 2 quite a bit on my own because I don't know if you remember they were selling it for like $2. Yeah. There was like a, there was a period of time where they're selling it for like 2 bucks. So I picked it up. And I uh, I was I played, I probably played it for I don't know 15 20 hours. Yeah, I think- and it is really fun to play on your own. Uh, the one thing I will say is that the UI in that game is fucking terrible. Yeah. But other than that, I mean the game is really fun to play. Um I usually would Graphics like over spec a little bit mm-hmm. for the missions just because I was playing them by myself. Mm-hmm. And if you don't I mean is kind of similar to this that if you don't do that, I, I really hate spongy enemies. It's it's just kind of boring to me. And some of the enemies in this game can be like that if you're not spec' well enough. Yeah. So um but other than that, I mean it's a great game. I think I hope they continue the division. I hope the Heartland. I know it like visually looks a little bit different but i think because they're they're taking that free to play kind of mass market appeal like they kind of had to dial it back a little bit maybe for server load or something mm-hmm. visually but um i hope it's still fun to play cuz it's going to be free it, honestly if it plays like the division they just like cram it full of microtransactions i'll probably still play it as long as it's not like forcing me to buy stuff to, to be able to win. You yeah. know what I
0: mean? I, I just hope it comes with somewhat of a story is all. You know, that's all.
1: Sure, um, sure.
0: Jake, what's your number? Number two? Three. What's your number three?
1: Three. So my number three is For- Horizon Forbidden West at 60 hours, which I feel like I played the first Horizon. I platinumed the first Horizon. I don't know that I platinumed Forbidden West. And so – but I feel like Forbidden West was a longer game for sure. Uh, And I mean it's – Horizon Forbidden West is so – I mean it's good. It's a really, really solid, great game. The graphics in that game are fucking amazing. Uh, I think even in the performance mode, the graphics are really good. Excuse me. So I, I know that like a lot of people – at the very beginning, people were talking about how the quality mode and the perf- – like the performance mode had some visual gremlins that people didn't like compared to the quality mode. But I never really had an issue with it and I think they patched that out pretty quick. And yeah. And so uh, – but anyway, I it's, it's awesome. I really, really enjoyed it. I like the story. I like the characters. I kind of uh, – I'm interested to see where the – because they are going to make a third one. So I'm interested to see where that goes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I am too. Great game. Um, my second one we already talked about, it was Dragon Age Inquisition. This game came out on PS4. When I got my PS4, I want to say it's just one of those games I wanted to play an RPG. I wanted to play a long scroll, str- uh, long game, game that had some teeth to it, a lot of story to it, a lot of lore to it. It was my first Dragon Age game. I, I hated the combat But I loved the story, and uh, I loved the crafting and the leveling up and all that stuff. And I tried to make, like, the ugliest character I could have possibly made, and I regretted it, like, you know, hour 200 into it because I just kept looking at this dude. I was like, there's no way, you know, I I guess, you know, sure. But, I mean, like, he looked so so goofy uh i don't even know uh, why i did what i did but i stuck with him the whole way through and uh yeah 240 pretty much 241 hours dragon age inquisition um not a bad game if you can stomach the combat and the shitty controls but uh overall the world itself is awesome the characters are awesome the uh Character classes are great. The story's fantastic. Um, they just really fucked up the gameplay in this game. Um, it just wasn't great. So it could
1: have been way better. Hopefully they had that whole mecha- they had that whole mechanic too, where you had to like gather resources for your before you could go to the next story mission. That made the game way longer than it needed to be. Yeah,
0: they had some weird.
1: That was that was honestly for me the biggest thing some that broke gateposts. it. I hated having to go do all the side shit just so I can complete the story. Yeah, and. Honestly, the combat wasn't that fun compared to Mass Effect, which is, you know, they're both BioWare. Yeah, they released um,
0: a uh, DLC for this game, Inquisition, that I never purchased and played. But uh, I would be curious just to go on YouTube and just watch the whole story through because I bet you Dreadwolf picks up somewhere in the same story, but it's all kind of canon. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, we'll see. Uh, this is making me, this and the anime that's coming out on Netflix. Uh, seeing that I put this much time into the game, there must have been something to it that I actually liked. I I don't know. I'm not going to jump back into it, but maybe I'll watch some YouTube videos of Dragon Age Inquisition and get the rundown of the whole story and get a refresher. And Maybe I am kind of excited for Dreadwolf. I don't think I am, but I'm starting to question my own reality right now, I think. Jake, what's your number
1: two? So my number two is... Immortals: Phoenix Rising, which was a surprise success for me. I don't know why. I mean, I've never been big on like the other than Far Cry. I've never been big on like the open world, um, Ubisoft kind of aesthetic. It's just or like style. Yeah. And but for whatever reason, this game, I think it was just a combination of the kind of cartoony nature of it with the the humor coupled with the fact that it was all boiled around the Greek gods and – but it was like in a very sort of like tongue-in-cheek kind of manner, how everything went together, culminated with the fact that like the story, while everything is very humorous, there's also like a really dark kind of tone to it a little bit and the gameplay was really fun. Um, I know a lot of people who are steeped in the Ubisoft kind of formula might – play this game and be like oh it's just like everything else but for me um i i really enjoyed it i got the platinum in this game and i am really looking forward to the next immortals game i don't know what the hell it's going to be if it's going to be a sequel to this or if it's going to be like a new immortals game i never did play that dlc that they came out with for it that's Uh, surprising to me because i knew you really liked this game well, the problem is is that like no matter how much I love a game, I – nine times out of ten, like I I don't want well, – by the time the DLC comes out, I'm, I've moved on. You know what I mean? And I don't want to like – there's rare exceptions where I will force myself back into that experience yeah. for some DLC that came out a year or two later. And I just was in a different mode when the DLC came out. And so – I just haven't played it, but maybe at some point in time, maybe before the next one comes out, I'll jump back in and, and play that stuff because it seemed like there was some kind of cool stuff that they added.
0: Tom will tell. Tom will tell. My number one game, Jake, is Rashard with about 400 hours. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. No, number one game for me is The Witcher 3, The Wild Hunt at 309 hours. Uh, and, uh, man, I – I've never had ever to this to date I've never had a game get its hooks in me like the Witcher three did like there was something about this story that was so compelling to me something about the gameplay that was so good to me, something just about the voice acting and how big this world was and how much you felt like you were part of this world. And uh, just the, the, the main storyline was great, but all the side quests and how important they all seemed, and they didn't feel like all fetch missions. They there were little mini stories, all the DLC have gone through it all. Um, so fucking good. It is an absolute gem of a game. This game is got to be piece. one of my favorite games, I think, honestly.
1: It's so good, and I and – honestly, the only side stuff that I – like because even Gwent was cool. Like it created its own game so and stuff like that. Good. The only thing that I didn't – that I, they kind of got old with me in The Witcher were the monster hunts where it was literally the same thing Tracking. over and over again. You go go to the area, fucking follow the red footprints as they go all over the place, find the creature, kill it, take its head back to the, its trophy Back to whoever, or what, you know, and that just got a little bit old for me. Mm. But the story, like you said, all the side quests felt like they meant something. The DLC were both really good, although I would argue over and over again that I think the story of Hearts of Stone is better than the story of Blood and Wine, even though Blood and Wine was like, quote unquote, the big expansion where it had the whole new map and all of that kind of. I like agree
0: with you. Jazz. Hearts of Stone was but amazing. I think the,
1: but the story of Hearts of Stone was so fucking good. And I just think that these guys at CD Projekt Red, while they may struggle to put out a game without bugs, they are master storytellers. And I cannot wait until the next game that they come out with just for the, the sake of, of being able to consume their stories. So good, man. I Just thinking about The Witcher 3 gets me excited.
0: Just, man, like, I don't even, like, I don't even know. Like, I would play this game and time would just fucking disappear. Like, I would just be playing the game. And I, it was like anything I had to do, like, it could, it could wait. Like, until I got, until I fell asleep and woke up the next day. Like, I would just plow through this game. And I couldn't wait to see what I was going to discover. All the different monsters, all the different potions and shit can come up with. Dude, it's just, it was just so good. All the voice acting. I I can't go on enough about it, so I'm just going to shut up about it. If you haven't played The Witcher 3 and you're at all interested, dear God, do yourself a favor and get it. Jake, what's your number one?
1: So I will say that even though I, on a whole, have played a lot less games than Fred, my number one game has quite a few more hours than Fred's number one game. (laughs) And that is Diablo 3. Yeah. which I have logged 358.63 hours in Diablo 3. yeah yeah and this does not include the time I put into it on PC before it came to console. So I I mean for for uh, you know obviously I love this game. It's so good that it's so much fun to play. I got the platinum in it, and that's actually where a majority of my time came from. Is that the platinum in the game is really hard to get. You have to, uh, the the one trophy is really tedious. You have to do like 500. Um, in adventure mode, there are like Mm. these missions or quests or something that you have to do, and you have to complete 500 of them, Mm -hmm. which is takes four fucking ever. So, you know, that takes a long, long long time. Um, But uh, and now they're granted they're they're mostly short. But if you if you have a quest takes you know, ten minutes to do, or five minutes to do, but you have to do five hundred of them. That's a lot of time.
0: Yeah, it is for sure. So
1: uh, you know, obviously I've logged a lot of hours there. I I still occasionally will jump back into this game and like start a new character and just play it. You know to the end. I'm not like I'm not a big end game guy. I've never been a big end game guy for any of these online type games where it's all about min maxing your character. Right. Destiny's Destiny's a lot like that too. I'm not really I'm in I'm in it for the journey, not so much like the like the you get to the end and it's like, oh, now I just find better gear and better gear and better gear and better gear and it's like okay i get it i understand why that's fun but for me i enjoy like the the progression to level 70 and then you know unlocking the skills as you go and kind of earning it a little bit as opposed to just plowing through it because most like hardcore Diablo players will literally they can level a character to level seventy in like literally an hour mm. with help from another player, and then it's just all end game at that point. Right? They play the same. They I don't want to say it's the same shit over and over again, but they do the riffs and the adventure quests and all this stuff, and they're just looking for better and, better and better and better and better and better gear until a point where they're just like literally on whatever it is, torment thirteen or torment fifteen or whatever the fuck the, the hardest mode is, and they're just wrecking shop. And it's like, is it like once you get there, is it still fun? Now, to be fair, Diablo three does a really good job of encouraging the end game stuff and encouraging making your character better because they have all of the different difficulty tiers. Diablo two only had like hell, and then they went up to like nightmare or something. They only had like like four um, difficulty tiers, whereas. Diablo 3 has the has like the 4 and then they have like torment 1 through 15 or whatever. And by the time you get to like the highest level of torment, it's insane. Like you have to do millions of points of damage just to be able to kill enemies and like it's – so there is like – you're still trying to progress so that you can play the harder difficulties rather than playing new levels if that makes any yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. And so, I understand it, but um, anyway, I, I don't really have a whole lot to say. Fred, I know you played a little bit. You bought it, and you and yeah. I played a little bit when I was. I started a Necromancer building. I even played DLC it a little more now.
0: after that, and I, I enjoyed it. Um, I just, uh, you know, I think there were just other games that were coming out that I was playing around with, but it's a great game. Yeah, I think it's a great game.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited for Diablo 4 to see what they have to do, although... I'm kind of nervous that they're going to uh, they're going to uh, games as a service the shit out of it, and it really kind of concerns me. Yeah, I think but a lot we'll of people see when are it comes
0: out right next now. year. Well, that about wraps up the top ten um, most invested hours. And uh, you know, if you've been a listener with us since day one, or if you've listened through all our podcasts, I mean, you probably have. Like we said, probably at least three hundred hours of PS. This is awesome on your on your belt,
1: scratched into your belt. You know what's funny is that I was so this is you said you would mentioned Richard earlier as a mm-hmm. joke. Um, I was listening to uh, the Sacred Symbols podcast, yeah. which is like the biggest PlayStation podcast in the world, and someone had written in about like you know uh, it was like recommend like they wanted them to recommend PSN games to play. Yeah. And one of the games that he mentioned was fucking Rashard. Oh, really? Which I was, yeah, which I was like, oh, that's awesome. That is fucking cool. Because it was like, it was like PS3 era specific DLC or, sorry, downloadable games. And, and obviously he t- he talked about like Shatter and shit like that, but he, he brought up Rashard and I'm like, that's fucking dope. What are the chances? Yeah. Yeah. We love Rashard here at PSN. We awesome. do.
0: We've talked about it since day one. Mm-hmm. Uh, 10 years ago. Um, Anyways, yeah, so let's – real quick, I'm going to go – I found an article on uh, the forum for Exophase, and it says PSN Playtime Tracking now supported. This came out in October 31st 2020. Just a little bit of basis on how they come up with this information, right? It says thanks to some changes Sony has made to the API PSN Playtime Tracking is now live on our site. We're still in the process of rolling it out and may not show for all games yet. Past hours played on PS4 are counted. PS3 and Vita games are not supported, however. It says, please post here if you experience any issues so we can look into it. Known issues for bundled compilation games. We are unable to see the hours played for each game individually. Must have corrected that because the Mass Effect trilogy... Seems to identify the games now. Says, that means for titles like Uncharted Collection and Borderlands, the Handsome Collection, we only have access to the total playtime for the collection itself. Currently, we're showing this playtime on only one game in this set. And that was back in October of 2020. So, PS3 games and Vita games aren't counted. So, uh, if you were playing Uncharted on PS3 or whatever, they're not tracking that. So, let's get back to the total hours, Jake. Total hours of our top 10 lists. Uh, I had 1,947 hours, um, which is 81 days. You had 800 hours, and that's 33 days. Played by Ken. Played Gran Turismo Sport for 730 hours, which is fucking insane to me. I love that he loves the game so much. I can't imagine putting that much time into one game. But because uh, I thought, like, The Witcher, like, was going to, you know, by the time I was done that, was just going to kill me. But uh, total hours, you can also pull on Exophase. And uh, total hours played for me that they have on file, 5,945 hours, 247 straight days of gaming. And, Jake, you have put in 4,710 hours, 196 straight days of gaming that they are tracking. So not hmm. bad. Between the two of us, we have well over a year of our lives wasted on gaming. <laughs>
1: uh, it's uh, It makes a lot more sense now that they say that PS3 and Vita aren't tracked, as well as I'm sure there are some kind of like crossover titles in there from PS3 to PS4 that maybe didn't get picked up. Yeah. And so I... I I, I can believe the these numbers because definitely by the end of the PS4 into the PS5 generation, my gaming um, has dropped off significantly due to extracurricular adulting. Uh, adulting. Yeah, and so the because um, I was looking at PSN profiles, they have like a they have like a tracker for a lot of stuff. They don't have time played, but they have a tracker for. One of them is your gamer level or whatever yeah. the fuck they call it on mm-hmm. PSN. Like it used to be, you know, pretty low. Like if you had a gamer, if you had a gamer level of 20, you were pretty good. Mm-hmm. But, um, now it's like fucking 300 or some shit like that. I don't really understand how it works, but, uh, you can see they, they like from when you started until now, like how quickly show you're, you a graph. you're growing. Yeah. And it's based on your trophy, uh, Out like acquiring trophies, and you can see, like, we start the podcast, and my fucking like gamer score or whatever the hell you want to call it, my level just like skyrockets over the course of a year because I'm just playing so much video games. And then, like, I got married and bought a house, like, bought like my second house, and all this kind of shit. And then, uh, I don't own two homes, I just bought a new house, and uh, and then uh, it just like. They didn't necessarily plateau, but like the the great re, the rate of growth has kind of tapered off. So um, it's it's cool. Like I love that this data exists because it really allows you to reflect as a gamer, and it's yeah. it's pretty neat to be honest.
0: Yeah, and I was going to say one last thing before we get into the news, and it would seem, Jake, that we both have a favorite single player game. I would say yours is Diablo, mine is The Witcher Three, right? According to this, the game that we invest a lot
1: of time into. I wouldn't necessarily sit there and say that it's my favorite single-player game. You've spent but a ton of time would, with it. I would say that it would. the, the lists indicate that we both prefer single-player games, sure, if that sure. makes any sense. But it does split a bit,
0: my friend. Uh, a lot of my games turned out to be online games, games like Battlefield 4. The Division, The Division 2, Destiny, whereas most of your games, Jake, were all strictly single player. Um, So for you to log 180 hours on a single player game is just like very difficult. Now, I know you don't play a lot of online games, so that might be why your numbers were a little bit lower, too. Because you don't dive into that. It could. It could
1: very well be. I mean, the the game that I played the most online was The Last of Us on PS3, which obviously is not on this list. Didn't
0: track it. Yeah.
1: And you know, and and even that, I played a shitload online. For me, a shitload, and that was about fifty hours. And that's nothing compared to people that play like Call of Duty and stuff. They're playing way more online than we are, or at least I am.
0: Yeah. But yeah. Well, like the listeners know, we like to do quizzes once in a while. Over at Push Square, they have these quizzes. Jake, you and I have a lot, lot of cumulative time playing PlayStation games, apparently. So how about we give this our best shot and see if we can get a perfect score for once in our lives. So we're going to go to issue number 21 on Push Square, and we're going to take a quick test here. And the listeners can tune in as well. Also, listeners, let us know what your most played game is. I'd be curious to see. Um, write in. Let us know what how many hours you have on your top track time. You can go to exophase, I guess, .com is what it is. Um, so question number one is your general knowledge quizzes. Before it was remastered as Tactics Ogre Reborn, what was the subtitle of the original Tactics Ogre? Was it War for One and All? Let us cling together, swords of deceit, spears of envy, or fate's cruel forge.
1: Um, it was let us cling together,
0: correct? Good job, Jake. I didn't know that one, indeed. In Bioshock Infinite, what's the name of the large bird like creature that guards Elizabeth? Is it Edelweiss, Grimhawk, the Iron Crow, or Songbird? I believe it's Grimhawk. No, it's, it's not. It's Songbird. It's Songbird. It's Songbird. Correct. Gr- I got Grimhawk uh, confused with Horizon. I believe that's one of the... Close to like one of the Hawks' name in Horizon. Um, which of these characters is not a boss enemy in Resident Evil Village? Is it Mother Miranda, Carl Eisenberg, Lady You, Demi- I don't know how to say your name, and then The Duke? Uh, the Duke
1: is... Well, I... I think the name is pronounced Lady Dimitrescu. I don't know why there's a U at the end. Okay, fair. But yeah, isn't the Duke the merchant? Yeah, I don't want to spoil anything. In the DLC, he
0: kind of turns on Rose. So uh, I don't. it's relevant to the quiz here. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know who Mother Miranda is.
1: She's definitely an um, enemy. I I would say go with your instinct. Uh, I think the Duke is probably the right I'm gonna go Duke. Duke's
0: correct. That's a very tricky question because if you've played the DLC you'll know what I'm talking about. Yakuza like a dragon parodies Pokemon by categorizing enemies as Locket Monsters, Ryamon, Sujimon, or Bentomon.
1: So I have this game installed. But I have not played it, so I don't know the answer to this. <laughs> I assume it's one of the mons. something mons. So just take a wild stab at one of those. Surprise probably Mon. Go with that. Got it. Yes. <laughs> nice. Oh.
0: Dude, we were on the way. We're going to make a perfect score here. Who is the main playable character in Rockstar's PS2 title bully, known as Canis Canem Edit in Europe? Is it Peter Kowalski, James Hopkins, Gary Smith, or Nico Bellick? It's not Nico Bellick. Uh, I
1: was gonna say it's not Nico.
0: I've never played this game.
1: I haven't either. I've heard it. I've heard it's really good, but I have not played it. So I would assume it's like the most generic white guy name. So probably like are Are you the bully it's in the like game, James Hopkins? Yes. It's probably like James Hopkins or Gary Smith. <laughs> it's my, definitely we, any not Gary
0: great? Smith. Gary Smith sounds like a nerd name, right? So who sounds tough, a Peter Kowalski or a James Hopkins? I bet you it's James Hopkins. You good with that? Go for it.
1: Yep. Yes, dude, we got it.
0: Unbelievable. Japanese anime and manga character Gon, G-O-N, appears as a guest fighter. In which Tekken game? Is it Tekken 5 Dark Resurrection,
1: Tekken 3, Tekken 2, or Tekken Tag Tournament? This is directly down my fucking strike zone. It's Tekken 3. You the kn- only Tekken game that I put a on. You know it for years. sure? Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Oh, we're going to
0: make history, baby. In, in The Witcher 3, which of these Witcher armors gives Geralt the highest overall damage resistance against monsters? Fuck.
1: Uh, It's the bear, right? I'm pretty sure it's the bear I think it's the
0: bear. It's not the wolf. It's not Griffin. It's not cat. It's got to be bear, dude. Bear might make you stronger, though. No, if it's armor, it's going to be bear defense, dude. I'm going bear. 100% correct. You're correct. Cat makes you fast. I don't know what Griffin or wolf did. Wolf was just general. How many driver games were released? Question 8 of 15, dude. We're over the hump. How many driver games were released on PS One? One, two, three, or four? Pretty sure there was two. I think it was two on PS One. On PS One. Okay. Yes. Correct. Oh goddamn, dude! This is this is getting scary. Which of these Bethesda game studios' titles has the highest average critic score on Metacritic? Don't look it up. Is it Fallout Three? Fallout Four? Elder Scrolls 5 Skyrim on PS3, or the Elder Scrolls 5 Skyrim on Special Edition PS4?
1: I would say it's probably the original Skyrim, not the Special Edition. Even though it ran like shit. Even though it ran like shit, because the game was such a phenomenon at the time. You don't think people by went the time back the spe- and- by the time. Because D- by the time the special edition came out, the game had been out for a while. And it I, I don't want to say it lost its luster, oh, but like people were just used to it at that point. I kind of want to say Fallout 4. It's but... not either Fallout game. All right, Fallout then we're 4, going PS3 Skyrim. Yes. Yes. Because <laughs> Fallout, I could, I, I could hear an argument for Fallout 3, but it definitely would not have been Fallout 4. I can't even believe. That game was a step back.
0: I can't even believe. If we get 100% on episode 250, it's like a fucking stars were written this way. Uh, Transformers War for Cybertron and Transformers Fall of Cybertron were both developed by which studio? Is it High Moon Studios, Sledgehammer Games, Neversoft, or Beanox? I think it's Beanox. I think it's High Moon.
1: Fuck. I'm pretty sure it's High Moon.
0: I'm going to trust you on this.
1: Trust me. Trust me. I'm pretty sure it's High Moon.
0: High Moon is correct. Why did I think it was Beanox? Doesn't matter. I don't know. To be honest with we you. We got four left. Question 11 of 15. What kind of game was PS3 title pure? Was it a visual novel, a football slash soccer sim? Was it a rhythm game or a racing game? Oh, fuck, man. I bet you it's, it's r- a racing game. Racing?
1: Yeah. All right. You're right. How did you know that? Because I just remember – I mean I don't remember anything about the game, but I remember the game coming out.
0: I can't – if we ace this, I'm going to lose my shit. All right. How many Darksiders games have there been on PlayStation consoles as of 2022, not counting remasters? Three, four, five, or six
1: pretty sure it's four. I was going to say four. I don't remember a five. I know there's a four. I'm pretty sure it's a four. I think I think they might be making a fifth one because I think there were three Darksiders before THQ Nordic bought it, and then they released one. So I think there's
0: four. I definitely know it's more than three, and I don't remember a five or six ever seeing that. I know I've seen Darksiders four in the PSN. We're going to go Four. Yeah, motherfucker, we got it. All right, thirteen. Who voices Aloy in Horizon Zero Dawn and Horizon Forbidden West? Is it Emily Rose, Jeremiah Lay, Jennifer Hale, or Ashley Birch? Ashley Birch, dude, we are. Question fourteen of fifteen. It's going to be some bullshit. Which of these games does not have an animated adaption or tie-in? Shenmue, Mass Effect 3, which we know does because I have the anime, uh, Final Fantasy 15, or Sekiro Shadows, Sekiro, uh, Shadows Die Twice?
1: It's Sekiro. I'm, I'm almost positive it's Sekiro because that's a, that's like a from software game. Jake, last question.
0: We're gonna fucking ace this Which of these statements about the PS4 is true It can play CDs It has 12 times as much RAM as the PS3 It can read Blu-ray discs three times faster than the PS3 Or the launch model is the heaviest PlayStation console That is not fucking true Um, It can play CDs, can it not? You can put a CD in a, P- in a PS4 and it plays audio.
1: Launch model is... I think it can play CDs. I think Which that's Which of it. these statements is true? Every, every fucking CD player can play a CD. It has 12 times as much RAM... So this is gonna be the fucking one that breaks it.
0: I'm gonna fucking be so Um, pissed if we miss
1: this. It's not it's not it has twelve times as much RAM because the PS three had two hundred fifty six gigs two hundred and fifty six megs of RAM and that multiplied by twelve is only three gigs and I think the PS four had eight gigs of RAM. Um The PS three did the PS three have a Blu ray drive? Yeah, yeah, it did. Um, I'm pretty sure it might be – this is a wa- – this is, this is like CDs. an educated guess, but it might be that it can read Blu-ray discs three times faster than the PS3. Well, it's the only one that makes sense. Well, we're at an end. I, I, I don't think it can play CDs. I'm almost positive it can't. I'm pretty sure I tried this and it doesn't work and I was shocked. I'm pretty sure it Because does. that was a thing on PS3. And by the time PS4 came out, nobody fucking played CDs anymore. It was like one of those things. Like it just – like they just left it go. Like you couldn't put a <laughs> – you, you can't put a – because you can't put a PS1 disc in your PS4, but you can in your PS3. We can put an audio CD in this, dude. It's got no, a media player. It, it doesn't have a media player? I, don't, I, I do not think you can put an audio CD in your PS4 and make, well, it, work, and make it work. Well, we know it's not the heaviest PlayStation console because the PS5 is. Well, yeah, and the PS4 was small. Like, it was really small. We, we
0: know the Marvel RAM PS3. thing is debunked. I'm going to I'm gonna pretty, default to you, man, because you're always really good at these. And I'm pretty sure
1: that's true. I, I'm going to click it. It can read Blu-ray. Oh,
0: gotcha. got it. First 15 out of 15 on episode 250, the PlayStation 4 can read Blu-ray discs three times faster than the PS3. Give it up to Jake. This is absolutely history in the making for the show. I have no clue how we got past the bowling one because we should have known his name was James Hopkins. That was a good guess. The Sujimon was a guess. Uh, the Duke was a tough one. Songbird was easy. Let Us Clean Together was fairly easy uh, because that was all verifiable. So Driver, yeah, two episodes
1: – Elder School Skyrim. I don't know if we just got dude. I don't know if we just got lucky on this one, but to me, this this quiz seemed to be Fair the easiest. It was fair. <laughs> wow, well, yeah, we it didn't just, have any of those really random ass questions in it that were like We I just went down really memory fair. lane. Like too. what's the fucking Metacritic score of this game? Yeah. It's like, well okay. fuck, dude.
0: Congratulations. Good on you. Uh thank you for your help. Man, if you're listening to this episode, that is the way. To kick off the news for episode 250. Moving in to the next news point. Man, that feels really good. We can't do better than that. We should just stop doing the quizzes. We've done it. Probably. We should probably stop while we're ahead. It's like every time – I don't leave a basketball court until I make a shot. And then I don't take another shot. And then you just leave. That's how how you walk away feeling good. Um, All right. So uh, the next news point is No Man's Sky – is coming to PSVR2 free at launch if you own No Man's Sky already? So I believe it might just be a free title. I didn't understand the way this was worded, but I spent five bucks and got No Man's Sky at Walmart because it was in the it was in the clearance bin. And then that was when it was real shitty. And then they're like, "Oh no, we're gonna keep supporting this game." And then like, you can't find it for five bucks now. Best five dollars I ever spent on a video game. More importantly, we discussed. There's a Kayak VR game that was really, really getting great reviews. The developer of that game, Kayak VR Mirage, has come out and they said, we are targeting launch day for PSVR 2 and I'm all the way in because I did pre-order a
1: VR 2. Jake, you did as well, right? We should probably make that be known. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I did get one. So I I don't think it's – it's not like the – it's not like the um – um. The PS5. Like, there are plenty of it, seems like there are plenty available if you want to pre order one.
0: Yeah. So, anyways, we did that. Next point of news and relevant to this show because we know it is my most invested game The Witcher 3 The Wild Hunt PS5. Uh, the version. It's coming out December 14th. And we're going to be getting more details very soon. We know there's going to be some details. There's going to they're going to incorporate some of the Netflix series into this, as far as maybe character models or something. And uh, we're going to see some other stuff here too, which I think which I think is exciting. Um, dude, I don't know if I'm going to be able to fucking dive in, and I don't know if they're going to be giving it away for free either. I don't know if it's a free
1: buy up. Um, my guess is I thought it, I saw somewhere that it. I thought I saw somewhere that it is. That's insane. I'm to not me. positive, but I'm. Pre- Pretty sure that it might be, but I could be wrong about it. I really hope you're right about that. Um, but while we're still on a CD Projekt
0: Red news kick, the latest patch to Cyberpunk 2077 1.61 was released a week ago. Digital Foundry have done all kinds of legwork on this to determine that it actually does permit sharper images, and uh, you can know it's a noticeable difference. Difference between what they previously were doing with the PS5 version of this game, um, but you see it in static shots, in movement, and uh, dealing with aliasing. Um, so that's that's kind of exciting, man. Like I said, Cyberpunk 2077 on PS5 plays really, really well right now. And in addition to this, the upcoming expansion for Cyberpunk 2077 titled Phantom Liberty is going to be a paid expansion. So yeah. you're going to have to buy it. And I guess there's some uproar. It should be.
1: I, I'm I'm sorry. I mean, I understand that mm-hmm. people are they want everything for fucking free now for some reason. But um, it's an expansion. It's not like a, an update to the game. You should have to pay for it. There's yeah. probably going to be like 30 hours of content or 20 hours of content with you it. Think it's going to be that big? If it's, if it's anything like their Witcher 3 expansions. Yeah. I, I would so wager
0: between 10 and 20.
1: Yeah, like you, nobody fucking plays Destiny 2 and expects to get the newest ex- story expansion for free. Right, right. So I, I don't understand why people would – They have a big enough it. user base, I,
0: man. I just hope that uh, people are still interested in the game is all. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's all. When it comes out, I just hope people are interested in it. So the next news point – like I said, we're a little little light on news today – is that uh, the PS Plus Black Friday deals have gone live – as well as PSN Black Friday deals, so if you are the kind to take advantage of a deal, there's a lot of good stuff out there right now. Make sure you take advantage of it. You can maybe upgrade your PS Plus subscription or just buy another year at a nice discount. Um, I snagged a DualSense controller for fifty bucks on Amazon. I'm not. You can probably find it cheaper or about the same price somewhere else. If you don't want to support Amazon, you don't have to. Obviously, I think you can find that forty nine ninety nine price point many places. So I would definitely take uh, some advantage of that while you can because those I think think the cosmic red and the camouflage ones retail for like sixty nine ninety nine. They're like seventy bucks. So. I,
1: I yeah, I think the dual sense generally is eighty dollars or seventy dollars for that controller. So, so I think fifty bucks is a steal for that. Yeah. I mean, that's a really good deal. That was actually I haven't looked a lot at the the Black Friday stuff. I haven't looked at really any Black Friday stuff yet. Considering it's only uh, it's less than a week from now, it's kind of probably should get on that, but. Honestly, the controller, the DualSense controller, was one of the best deals I saw in even my little bit of searching. Maybe so.
0: some external hard drive stuff if you want to get a new, um, yeah, internal. You know, you probably could get something, but <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. So that's that's kind of exciting because um, my original black or uh, yeah, my original white controller. Sorry, I have a black one that works fine. My original white controller came with the PS5. I try to use it and everything just moves left instantly and i can't it's fucking broken i can't fix it yeah. and i don't know how that happened because i i'm not mean to it or anything but yeah i figured about two years old now but um i don't know jake how many controllers do you have right now
1: two you have two do you have a fancy yeah. colored one or no no i don't have a i don't have one Okay. If I buy one, if I buy one on Black Friday, it probably will be a colored one, but I don't know which color. They yeah,
0: went red. They got purple, baby blue, different colors. You know what I mean?
1: So the next, I, might, I honestly, I honestly might get that camo one. I, I almost it's did. Like, it's not like, like it's kind of out of style at this point, but I do kind of like the way the controller looks. I wouldn't get the console, but I kind of like the way the controller looks.
0: Yeah. I have, I have a camo. Uh, Windbreaker that I wear once in a while just because I, I like the way it looks. <laughs> All right. Anyways, moving forward. Cruising through the news in. Another reason has surfaced to get stoked on the Callisto Protocol, which is coming out, I believe, December 4th. I could be wrong on the date. It's December something, early December. Sony Visual Arts Services like Group second
1: or the fourth, yeah. had
0: rented out their mocap space, their studio, and all of the cinematics were done there for the Callisto Protocol, so you can expect quality. And the former director at the Visual Arts Service Group indicated on Twitter that PlayStation contributed quite a lot to the cinematics for the Callisto Protocol, and even more than just that. So I think this game's just going to be so sick, dude. Is this a day one for you at this point or no?
1: Fuck, it comes out in two weeks. Yeah. It comes out on the second. And I don't know that I'm going to be done with God of War by then. If I'm done with God of War, then definitely. But if I'm not done with God of War, then it might be a week after launch or so before I get to it. Yeah. I hope that the this— is, It sucks, too, because I, I do want to play Mass Effect 3, and I do want to play that— um, what might end up slipping that I do really want to play is the Crisis Core remake,
0: mm. Final Fantasy
1: VII Crisis Core remake that's coming out that week too.
0: Yeah. I, I'm really looking forward to a more linear game, and I, I hope that the Callisto Protocol feels a little more linear there. Than- yeah. Like something like God of War or The Witcher or Cyberpunk. So, anyways, we'll see how it feels, but I am interested for certain. The next news point is The Devil in Me, which is the next supermassive games installment of the Dark Pictures Anthology, is out now. And a trailer has leaked for what appears to be the next teaser for the next installment of the Anthology. It's going to be titled Directive 8020, and seems to be an outer space, futuristic sci-fi style approach, maybe like Alien. And uh, it seems really cool from what I read, but I didn't have a chance to watch the teaser on YouTube because Bandai Namco pulled it. So maybe it shouldn't have been put out there yet. So some user must have gotten to the teaser in the game and posted it, and they were like, no. So who knows? Maybe maybe the teaser was supposed to get removed from the game in a, in a future patch uh, because maybe they're not going to do it or something. But anyways, it existed for a short, hot minute. And I like these, uh, I like these games. And I think The Devil and Me only has like a six out of ten on Push Square. That it said something like, you know, I, I, I just want to play a game <laughs> because I think it's kind of like a saw kind of theme. Like there's this guy, the kids get captured and they got to compete compete in these games to stay alive. And I think the 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 play on words is is a lot of these games you don't really feel like you're playing them. So I think the headline was like, "I just want to play a game,"
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is
0: kind of clever, actually. Um, but that's the gist that I got is that it didn't wasn't very gameplay. But uh, so be it. I, I still like those games for what they are. Um, the next news point: I'm just jotting down these timestamps, and um, is that Splinter Cell, the remake for PS5, very much early in the works early in the pipeline, I believe, but Ubisoft had the balls to share some concept art with everybody. It looks pretty dope, but as far as I'm concerned, just put it away until you're ready to show us something that actually matters. You know?
1: Yeah, this is one of those, you know, I this is one of the games where I really don't care until there's something to actually show me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I just wanted to talk about that. Let you guys know that that was a thing that happened this past week. The next thing that happened, for anybody who's interested in the legacy of Kane series, we know Crystal Dynamics has had some, uh, you know, a lot of shit's been going on with studios getting purchased and losing losing IPs and getting IPs and doing stuff and being ownership. Anyways, long story short, they indicated that they heard the fans loudly, and they're going to continue to update All the fans on the what-if possibilities ahead for Legacy of Kane. So I don't know what that fucking means, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if – because there was so much outpouring about this – I've never played a Legacy of Kane game ever in my life.
1: Yeah, I don't understand why they're doing this. Like why – like just announce that you're making a game or don't. (laughs) <laughs> I I don't I don't really understand the whole point of what this is other than just, just trying to drum up some community uh interest community interest which I guess I can understand mm-hmm. but it's like even if you do get people interested if you haven't even started making a game yet there's going to be no interest by the time the game comes out right. they are going to fucking forget about you you're going to move on so you might as well like yeah, you might as well just like wait and then say like we've got a game, you know. Even if it's like two years out or something like that, at least you know give people a chance to stay interested in it and not like shit out some stuff on, you know, like uh, Insomniac's been doing with the the Resistance tweets and stuff. Fuck that, man. Whereas, just like, put it out. Yeah. Just either say you're doing something or don't. Give like, me a, people, Give me Resistance Four to. and VR, please. I would I would be satisfied honestly with just a Resistance one two and three remaster on PS5. Could you imagine how cool though?
0: All. Not to cut you off, how cool those weapons would be in VR.
1: Will be pretty neat. <laughs> They're good games, great for games, sure. great games. Um, last news point for the day,
0: and uh, again. Uh, sorry for the weak news this week. We can't control what happens out there. I just kind of picked the things I thought would be interesting to talk about. And uh, arguably the best subscription service that Sony currently offers, best bang for your buck is the PS Plus Extra, right? Not the essentials, the the second one up, um, which I just bought into. It was described by Shuhei Yoshida recently as a best of collection. And he states, uh, when we transitioned from the old PS Plus to the new PS Plus, we looked at the whole catalog of games that were included in PS Now, and we didn't just move these games to PS Plus Extra. We completely revisited that list, and we tried to create the best of collection of high-quality games from indies to AAAs. So I believe over 100 high-quality games are available in the PS Plus Extra tier now. So... It is a nice list of games. Uh, It was funny because on my wish list, I had, like, Callisto Protocol. I had uh, not Hades, but Dead Cells. I had, fuck, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy game that you played. Uh, I had all these games on my wish list. And I'm looking at the cumulative total of what those games would cost for me to purchase. And I, I bought up to the PS Plus Extra. Now, it is $100 a year, but to buy up for me was only, like... $16 through May because my PS plus essentials had ran so long already. So they prorate it. So for like $13, now I can get all three of those games and hopefully beat them by the end of May. And then if I don't want to up again, which I probably will at this point, they got me, but Jake, did you buy up? Do you have extra or no? You don't. Yeah, I do. You do. Yeah.
1: I've had it for a while. What do you think of it? You think it's the best of the three options? I think it's the best of the three options. Yeah, I don't see anything to compel me to pay the extra money for premium.
0: I agree with that. None
1: of I'm not going to stream any of the games because Sony streaming service sucks real bad, and I'm not. There's none of the like classic games that are able to run native have much interest to in me, and they're not updating it very often. So yeah. I don't know. I, I I I and for me personally, and I think for most people, the extra tier is the way to go.
0: Yeah, it feels good to me. Right now. There's there's enough on my back catalog that that kind of scoops up. You know, I'm not a crazy hardcore gamer. I don't have every game I've ever wanted to play. So it is a nice option. So I'll take it. I'll take it for sure. It's like an extra like 20 30 bucks a year or something from the Essentials. So let's get into the new games that are coming out. It's going to be another decent week, I think, for games. Games being released So the new games are November 15th Which already has come and gone Do not open on PS5 Inertial Drift on PS5 Rakeshio Rocketio, maybe on PS5, PS4 Siberia the world before There was an old game called Siberia on PC That I fucking loved I don't know if this is a thing But TMNT Shredder's Revenge on PS5 That's a big one
1: Wasn't this already out? Or was it, is this just the PS5 version? This
0: is the PS5 version Okay. Um, I believe. And then East Lacrimosa of Dana – PS5, I, I hate pronouncing those games. Um, November 16th, Call of Duty Warzone 2.0 came out. Finding the Soul Orb, Super Chicken Jumper. November 17th, Goat Simulator 3. Norco, My Fantastic French, Star Sand. And then uh, November 18th, Adventure Academia, The Fractured Continent, Battle which is just a fucking great name for a game. Um, I wish it was like a Golden Axe successor, but I don't think it is. I'll to look and see what Battle Axe is all about. Crazy Chicken Remake, Heidelberg, 1693, Slime's Journey, Stormfront, The Mutant Wars, Succubus with Guns, and then the Dark Pictures Anthology, The Devil and Me, which is the one that I think made this week's release decent. You know, Goat Simulator 3, I think people love the Goat Simulator games. I, I really going be
1: really into Warzone 2.
0: Yeah, Warzone's going to be a big one. Um, and then the Shredder's Revenge coming to PS5 that's nice um, so I don't know why they needed to have a PS5 version of that but yeah not a bad not a bad week following I think God of War came out last week or two weeks ago two weeks ago I think but yeah man that's about it for the podcast I hope you guys have enjoyed it um yeah it was nice you know it's it's, it's just uh, not to get too sentimental but Jake we've been doing this podcast for a long time um And while our listeners are probably aware, we don't have the biggest listener base. And I think talking about our listener base and how few it is might actually do the show more harm because people tend to to listen to things that they know other people are listening to, right? It's like that thing, if you have the optics that you're a big deal, then people will just tune in and listen. We're very much Wayne and Garth from Wayne's World. Um, I don't think we have, you know, the the very big audience that a lot of these PlayStation podcasts have, but I don't think our show suffers at all. In quality, And uh, we've done a lot for our listeners. We've done a lot for ourselves. We found ways to do this over COVID, through COVID. And now we've got this video channel, this YouTube channel with, with great audio and video for everybody who wants to do it. And uh, we're staying on top of shit, man. And we both have VR2s coming to us. So uh, I appreciate our slowly but surely growing listener base and you guys tuning in for all these episodes. I know we have some listeners who've been with us for a really long time. I know this isn't episode 300, but it is 250. And uh, that's a nice round number to be be celebratory about. So um, thank you for tuning in, as always. And Jake, do you have any closing comments?
1: Uh, Depending on where you're at, stay safe. Some places like Buffalo are getting fucking killed with snow right yeah, now six feet of snow i know or something. yeah something insane i know we're supposed to get some snow tomorrow and then on monday everything is going to melt and it's going to be in like the 40s all week have a nice holiday but, right uh, yeah but it's um it's going to be a good it's going to be a good week good holiday i'm looking forward to having a couple of days off work i haven't been able to take some time off in a while so pretty excited getting into a good time of the year so yeah that's about it pretty much yeah well thanks again
0: listeners and uh we'll be back next week. I don't know when, but uh our episodes air every Monday. So I don't know when we're going to record it. It'll probably be after the ho- excuse me, after the holiday. But um yeah, new episodes every Monday. Thanks for tuning in. This has been episode 250 of PS This Is Awesome, a PlayStation podcast. You can write us at awesome at gmail.com. Come meet us next week and listen in on episode 251. We'll be there. We hope to see you there. So, like, Earth Defense Force 6, Elden Ring, and Evil Dead The Game. PS, yes. this is awesome. This is awesome.